Good morning, campers, and welcome to Backpackers First Ups. I'm your host, John. And today we're going to look at starting off on the right foot. And we're also visiting our wildlife corner, so stick around for that. So real quick, when we're looking at starting off on the good foot, and this goes for just about everybody. So we want to be pro proactive when it comes to first aid. That's always the key here. So the, the biggest thing as far as first aid for a lot of backpackers, it's for everyone. Uh, newbies, you guys that have been out there for a while, we all can agree that them blisters start up as a signal. And we all know it is a, it's called a hot spot. It's a discomfort in the foot or a certain pressure. Something's happened either with your shoe or your sock or you got something in there. So first things first, you, you feel that discomfort and stuff like that. You got to stop. You got you to gotta sit down and take a look at what's going on. If you have to adjust, you know, put a bit of Luco tape in there or get, uh, you know, a Band-Aid because you've already kind of rubbed and you haven't had a found place to sit down. That is a, a good time to address this. Um, another thing is, and a lot of people uh, will disagree with me on this. Also, when forging, you know, small streams, you know, little rivers and that type of thing, it's always best when you come out, if you get a chance and you have that towel, to dry your feet off. Um, some people I do know forge uh, the rivers uh, with or without, you know, especially without shoes. And sometimes that's a little bit dangerous. You don't know what you're walking into. Large rocks, you know, something in the water. So that's why it's always encouraging to have, a, it sounds, you know, like a lot to carry is a small, cheap pair of sandals. I got a, a pair of sandals for a dollar at Walmart. Yeah, you get what you pay for but you're only using them for you know around the camp or if you're going into the water and you know you're trying to fill up and you don't want to get your shoes and socks all wet and you have that free moment that's when you need to take that free moment just kind of sit down relax assess the issue and then go from there so you know, be proactive when you're when you when you get those signals because that's something that later on will become a lot bigger issue. Uh, so number two is a good kitchen setup. Um, always have comfort. Now, what's this got to do with kitchen? Well, we'll look at it in two parts. So when you're out on the town. Um, especially for your new campers and stuff, and you don't really want to stop it now. Oh, I packed enough food for this. You never pass up a trail town. Trail towns are very, very good people. There are some bad, but I have never run into that issue. So if you come to a trail town and such like that, stop. Get yourself something to eat. It's always good to have a good hot meal uh, or a home-cooked meal, that type of thing, on your first night. Uh, it, it's a comfort deal. It really, it is. When I was in Grand Marais, when we started out our trip last year along the North Country Trail, uh, there was a couple places, even though it was still high to the pandemic and such, and we got the okay to start backpacking. I had stayed in one of the campground areas, and we did the uh, one of the restaurants local. 
So we got, you know, some comfort food that night and it felt good. You know, I felt relaxed. You know, I was like, well, it was a really, you know, a really cold night and such. But having that is always a good thing. So also for comfort and such, when you're cooking those really cool mountain house meals out in the back country, have some comfort from home. Take your favorite seasoning. Um, seasoning doesn't weigh that much, you know, less than way less than an ounce. Uh, you really don't need that much. You can make them up. Um, there is a YouTube video on it somewhere where you can take uh, little plastic drinking straws. You know, you melt one end of it, put your seasonings in there, and then close it up. And then you just cut it off when you need. So your seasonings and everything stay dry. It weighs nothing, folks. Nothing. So when you're cooking and that type of thing, have a good setup. You know, make sure you have comforts and such like that. Uh, number three, technology. We all have that technology. We all have our garments. We all have, you know, we have. We've also left our communication back at home. So everybody knows where we're at, right? So don't depend on technology. Uh, technology is one of those things that we all know, we've all seen fails uh, and, and fail at, at the worst time, too, especially if you get, you know, dis, uh, discombobulated or you get lost or, you know, something like that. So what happens is you need to stop. That's another one of those. OK, I need to stop and take assess, you know, where I'm at. Especially if you, if you wandered off the trail and such, have that map and at least know your compass, at least know where your north, south, east, and west is. At. If anything, folks, if you don't know how a compass works and stuff, know your directions, know where you're facing at all times. So if you get yourself turned around, because if you know you're like us, if you're walking along, you know, uh, the Lake Superior, and you're heading east. All of a sudden, you got yourself turned around. You're heading west. You know you did something wrong. So you you got to stop and take uh, you know kind of an assessment on that. So uh, I said REI's got one. Pathfinders uh, has got a uh, compass course. That type of things brief, but I do recommend that you guys go and um, take a look at one of those. Also, uh, water filters. Uh, it's always a good idea and good practice before you go out is make sure your water filter is running good. You don't want to wait until you get out there and go, oh, it doesn't work. Or you've been using it, especially a murky, you know, muddy water and, you know, water that has a lot of tannins and stuff like that from bacteria that we Make sure we back flush those filters because that's one thing you just don't want to fail out there, folks. I mean, yeah, we can boil the water, but are you boiling it enough to kill the pathogens and everything that's in the water, especially that good old friend Giardia? You really don't want that because then that's going to really upset your trip. And then for at least a couple of weeks after that. So you don't want uh, to get involved with any of that. So making sure them uh, water the uh, filters are clean, but also the big thing is a lot of us don't look at are them Sawyer bags. A lot of stuff, the debris doesn't get out of those bags. So I do suggest if you can, if you can afford it in that type, 
look at an at a um hydrate a um <laughs> escaping me here. So like a platypus, you know, a gravity fed type uh bag, and then uh a knock bag. They also they open up from the rear. So that way you can get a lot more water instead of trying to dip those Sawyer bags. Here's a little tip, folks. When you are looking at getting water into those little Sawyer bags, if you have your stove nearby, take your, or not your stove, but your cooking pot, take that cooking pot and dip it in the water instead of trying to dip that bag in there. And you're getting yourself all wet and, uh, you know, you're going to slip and fall and get hurt. So, Take that cooking pot of yours and dip it in the water there, because you know it might be, need to be cleaned from the night before. <laughs> and uh, let's let's get it cleaned up, and then we can get that water into those Sawyer bags if you can't get a platypus or you know a knock uh, bag. So definitely one of those um, one of those will definitely work for you. There might be more out there, but you guys will have to kind of do some shopping on that one. Uh, also. Being proactive also means knowing where your gear is at. So you don't want to get out on the trail and be ruffling through your bag and where everything is at. It sounds weird. A lot of uh, old timers be like, no, no, you don't need stuff sacks. Some do, some don't. But I was a huge advocate for that on my first trip because I knew where everything was at. All my it sounds really bad. My first aid bag and my toiletry bag and all that was red. It, it stayed on top. And that's, you know, they even had separate bags within those bags. It sounds like it's a lot of work and a lot of, you know, excess. But I had everything right where I knew it was at. So being proactive, using stuff sacks to kind of help, you know, with your gear and everything, but also putting everything back in the same spot where you got it because you don't want to start shifting around weight uh as minimal minimal as it might be even as far as food snacks water that type of thing whatever you got in the back there keep it the same way because you don't want to throw something off and then all of a sudden now you got to pull to one side or the other so know how to put your pack together and put it that way as well so uh, the best thing is the night before, you know, we always do at least a week before, is play around with that weight. Because, um, you know, sometimes you'll be like, I don't need this, I don't need that, I don't need that. And play around with that weight in your pack before you get out there. Because, you know, you might find something that, you know, just isn't sitting right and you don't like it. Trust me, you'll do yourself a world of good when you get out there. So... All right, so that wraps up uh, fun, uh, being proactive. Hope you guys are able to get something out of that. Uh, I know I did when I was doing my research here for the show, and uh, a lot of it's like, oh, okay, a lot of it's no-brainer stuff, but it's just a reminder that we need to kind of do these things. And I'm I'm suiting up for my next trip in September, 1st of October, the uh, NCT along Lake Superior. So I will let you know. Uh, how that turns out and as soon as we get closer i'll go through some gear review because i do have some new gear that i got coming so real quick we're going off to the wildlife corner and we're looking at technology today folks um if you're into research 
into stuff about Michigan and how a lot of things got started and even uh, obituaries and stuff before, uh, I think it ends like at 1952 or something, but it goes back to like 1809 or something. So I got on there and it has got a lot of stuff. It's called Michiganology. Now, if you're looking for certain things in Michigan, they have over 10 million uh, records of just about everything. As far as people, history of Michigan, everything from the DNR and uh, to different cities, how things kind of became and and uh, just, you know, the names and such like that. So it's it's one of those really hard things to describe, but michiganology.com or .org, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll put that in the, in the link below. So I definitely get you a chance to get on over there and take a look at that. So with that being said, folks, hope your day goes great, and I will see you out on the trail. Take care.